whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Welcome back to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. It's nice to be back, you guys. I've missed you all after the last couple of weeks. Welcome, Danny, to the panel, first of all. It's awesome to have you and nice to see you. Uh, Christy, it's nice to see you back again. Which sport have you been killing it at this week? Sevens, netball, touch, all of the above? <laughs> um, I'm really tired because I've just done rugby all day Saturday, rugby union. I'm having a crack at lots to learn. Let's not get too excited about that and touch football because we've got nationals coming up. But I also play netball on Wednesdays. So trying to keep fit. You're doing all of the things, but that's all right. Um, we don't have Nat tonight, guys, because she actually married the love of her life this weekend Tanya um, and the photos are amazing and they both look so good so a big congratulations to both you guys from Mojo Bex out sick tonight um, but we're all here and I have to say it's been a huge week for football you guys the Outback Training Squad roster came out this week and big congrats to Christy and Nat and Danny for making the squad Beck I reckon is going to have to hold down the fort for a little while because I got selected too which is super exciting um, and this weekend, we also saw the season kickoff of the WNFC for our Aussies abroad. So for everyone that doesn't know, um, the Denver Brandits featuring Sarah Kishillingsworth and Alia Kamali got the win of a narrow scoreline 7-6 with Serica bringing in a TD for the only score of the game. And in the Mississippi Panthers game, they had a convincing 26-6 win against the Houston Heat with Amanda Ewers getting some uh, time in at quarterback. Shiloh Phillips making some great tackles at linebacker. The big dogs, Leo Haley and Red, also doing some great work all game and well done to the Panthers. Now, watching the girls this weekend kind of leads me into our question from the DMs this week, which is how can I find the best resources for learning more football? And personally, my answer for this is going to be game film. On the weekend, they're available on the Via network each fortnight. It's a great way to see some new formations, study some new players, and get an idea of 11-a-side football played by women. Christy, what do you do when you want to learn more about football? I probably have two go-tos because one is, yes, very visual, so YouTube. Um, I often go to YouTube. There's just to uh, work on the skills too, so uh, skills and drills and training like that, particularly for a running back. Um, There's a fair bit of that on it. So don't be afraid to uh, just do a Google search and um, see what you can find, examples of good runs and and what you need to be doing. Um, And there's often clips of running back plays or wide receiver plays that you can watch over and over again. Um, The other thing is utilising people who have experience and who have played before um, because it's one thing watching, it's another thing doing. So if you can get out onto a paddock, on a Saturday or an afternoon um, with someone who knows. So, um, in, in my When we first started, I utilised uh, some uh, men players because they've been playing for a number of years. Um, so I utilised their expertise and got them to coach and go through the finer details that you don't get to go through um, or don't have the time to go through at a team level when you're training at a team level. But hopefully now that we have uh, had a few women playing for a number of years, we can call our, on our own sisters to help each other out. So... Uh, That would be my suggestion for anyone who's looking to either refine their skills or learn about the game. Yeah, YouTube is a great resource for all the reasons. 
Danny, um, what's your thoughts? How do you learn more about football? How have you come this far? Yeah, look, I completely agree with you guys. Like I think finding a player or someone quite high up in your state that can really, you know, you can look to to get all that information from and become a better player. Um, I really did that when I was here with uh, Luke Job and that was amazing. But another big one for me again, yeah, YouTube. Um, there is one channel that I actually really love. It's called the QB School um, by JT O'Sullivan. Um, and that taught me a lot, especially before going overseas. So that was a really, really good one for like quarterbacks and coverage and, you know, concepts and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All of those things and more, uh, nothing kind of beats watching. Uh, there's nothing that beats doing. And if you can talk to someone and have someone, uh, you know, explain those concepts, it actually makes things a whole heap easier when you're trying to watch film. Um, so studying how to watch film properly uh, is also a really good uh, thing that you guys should be doing. But let's get into our first segment of the night, which is All Ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? Time to play football, let's go! It's what we dream to do. It's not just a man's game anymore. Go, go! doesn't matter how you separate us, we're still one big team, and that's for women's football. It is in our DNA, spiraling through double helixes. It courses through our veins. Through this blood, we are connected. Football is our family. That's right. This is our all-ball segment where we deep dive into the career of some of the women in our game. And tonight, we are joined by Women's Gridiron Royalty, giving some love to the engine room tonight. We have Daniela Ducky Stosic. Welcome, Ducky. How are you tonight? I'm really good, thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, how are you going? <laughs> we are doing good. Danny. I'm going to throw this one over to you. Since you and Ducky have been playing together for so long, what, I guess, what made you suggest that we get her on the show tonight? Look, Ducky's been involved with ACT Gridiron from as long as I've known her, really. And I started back in, what, 2000 and training back in 2011. So she's been through juniors, seniors, women's, all of the above. And she's just such a great player, person to have around the committees, um, just around Gridiron ACT in general. And I thought it'd be really good to get her insight into you know, her playing career thus far, plus um, just being involved, I guess, in the sport and ACTG and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's as good a reason as any. Ducky, you've got one of the longest football resumes I've seen in our game. So we're looking, you started 2010 uh, for Gladiators playing the junior men's side. Um, there's some years in here where you're like, I can't remember who I played for, but I definitely played. Um, you came up and you played New South Wales. Uh, you played with the Sirens, got the ACT Monarchs, multiple state teams, uh, Chicago Force with Christy, Outback, Diamonds, and then you finished uh, 2022 playing with the men's seniors, the Gladiators team there. So talk to us a little bit about your time in between all of those many years. And first of all, I guess, how, why did you start playing and how did you develop your love for that O-line position? Uh, yeah, so obviously I started in juniors um, and like my, so my brother was playing and like my dad was coaching um, and like that first season dad said to me, he's like, I need you to come play football. Like I just need you to fill in, like just, you know, just a season. And I was like, no, dad, like I'm not playing. Um, and he asked me for at least two weeks straight. And at the end of that two weeks, I was like, look, I'm just going to play. 
was like, I'll play one season, I'll help out and like, you know, that'll be done and whatever. And then, yeah, so that was the last conversation I had about not playing football. Uh, and I'm still playing to this day. So that's how it started. Um, but yeah, so it was all dad really harassing me to, to play. Um, O-line wise, I just like, to me, it's sort of like a repetition thing. Like it's, you know, you have the responsibility to like, to either, to block someone. And like, I think just like that repeating process is like probably how I fell in love with doing it. Um, plus like, yeah, I suppose my size and t- like height and stuff, like I just, yeah, it was never, I could never catch a ball with pads. So I just didn't even uh, continue to bothering to try that. So I just stayed on the O-line and here I am now. What what I loved about what you were saying about why you fell in love with the O-line position is about how you said the, the repetition of certain movements. Like that's a really specific reason to love a position. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so like so obviously on the O-line, like, you know, you have your like, you know, there's a few sort of different different like ways to block and different like areas to block and stuff. And like just taking like that first step. So everyone says that first step is like your winning step. And like, you know, as long as that's the same, like you'll like you'll continue to win and you'll continue to like you beat your player. Um and like that one step makes a difference between like a loss of get like loss of yards or a touchdown and I think like that's like where that sort of comes from like it's just that taking that first step is like just anything in life like you just need to take that first step to be able to achieve like what you want I love that I love that even more so than when you said it the first time now that you've explained it that's perfect yeah so Ducky you were saying that obviously your dad bring you into it and your brother was you know, playing at the time, how does that dynamic work? Because obviously I know you quite well, so through the club and everything, through playing in ACTG, but how do you find that dynamic works with your dad coaching, your brother playing, and actually this season your dad actually stepping on the field too. So we had the three of you guys actually playing in the same game, which was really cool. Like how, how does that dynamic work even at home or um, just, you know, day-to-day for football? Uh, so with it's like firstly it's an awesome experience like not a lot of people get to say that they play with their brother and their dad um so it's just it's an awesome thing um I suppose just at home like it's it's all football all the time like you know we have like a little bit of family time and like a bit of like sort of personal time but then like a lot of it is just football and like how to help like promote it and how to help it grow in the ACT and like how to sort of better ourselves or like myself as a player, like, um, and how we can help other people, um, looking like at avenues and stuff. So, um, like trying to get, you know, more people overseas and like how we can do that and how we can help support people to do that. Um, yeah. So the dynamics very much sort of football at home and football on the field for us. Football 24 seven, who doesn't want that? Um, so Ducky for those who aren't aware firstly before I tell my story of how I first was introduced to Ducky um, just let everyone know how tall you are Uh, I'm 6'2 
So yeah. Six two. So you can imagine me. Uh, well, I'm not short, but you know, I like to think I'm bigger than I am. So first Queensland, uh, first game repping Queensland. So this was the first nationals. I think it was in 2014. Yeah. And it was against ACT. In fact, it was against both the Dennys, Denny and Ducky. Um, ironically, hi guys. <laughs> um, and uh yeah, I remember I was so nervous that I thought I was going to get pulled up for a false start because my leg was shaking in the backfield. Anyway, so I get my hand off. I'm going great. And I run into a wall. Now, I don't know why you were playing on the D line, but anyway, ran straight into a wall. And then I thought, that's okay. I've, I felt her grab for the ball. I thought, I've got this. And I went to reef the ball away and nothing fudged in fact my body moved the ball didn't move and ducky just ran over the top of me pretty much and I it was extremely humbling um experience and I'm like I have got to know who that player is and I have got to to find this film I I want to see this pretty sure I buried it burned it oh I'm pretty sure the internet doesn't keep anything (laughs) for long pretty sure (laughs) I I mean that's exactly right. And I think that that's, Ducky, that's one of the things that every player that I think has ever played with or against you, it, it's like she's a brick wall and she's the hardest person we've ever had to play against. So I think that you should really be proud that you have so many people talking that talk about you because, you know, we love watching you play over here. But, um, you know, unfortunately, our resident big dog, Nat, is off honeymooning somewhere. Um, but I would, I'm sure that she would be the first to say that you're a bit of a beast. Um, and I guess... So Christy and Danny, you, uh, Christy and Ducky, you guys travelled over to Chicago together. Christy, how is Ducky as a travel buddy? <laughs> Don't worry, Ducky. What stays on? What happens on tour stays on tour. But uh, there were look. We were flatmates even um, over in Chicago. So uh, it was a lot of fun. But Ducky is the the most gentle, laid back person. And, you know, some may describe me as intense. So it actually worked out really well that we balanced each other. But there were times when we were having laughing fits about, I don't know, I don't even know what, Ducky, but I'm pretty sure we got in trouble with the coaching (laughs) staff a fair bit. But, um, oh, I, I mean, it was great. Um, obviously, uh, being a running back and Ducky being on the O-line, um, it was really important for us to have a really good relationship. And she did. She protect my, my, my little butt many, many times. But, uh, yeah, I'll let Ducky talk, tell what story she wants to tell. Yeah, Duck. And when you came back from Chicago, you were, you were a different beast on the field. What, like, what happened to you over there? What was it like? Because you were just such a different player when you came back. Um, I think it's, like, definitely the coaches. And, like, that's not necessarily, like, a bad thing towards any of the Australian coaches, like, and people that coach here. But I think it's just, like, that level of experience and, like, that different... Um, like the different level of competition as well that they have over there. Um, and it was pretty much just like you need to be tough, like, and, you know, they toughened you up and, like, but always in, like, the best way possible. Like they always helped you out and, like, they they, they wanted to make you better plays, but it was just a different, like, just a different level over there. Yeah. 
I guess, Ducky, I would describe it as you have to earn your spot and once you do, they have your back, but you have to, you have to, yeah, earn your spot there. And uh, Ducky certainly had when I got over there. Very respected player over there. Duck, would yeah, you? That's, that's a very, well, sorry, I was going to say that's, that's a very good point to add, Christy. Like it was like, yeah, very much you had to compete for the game time and stuff. Yeah. W- Duck, would you go back? Would you go back to another team or are you done? I don't think I would. Um, I've had this, I have been asked this question um, and not like, I, yeah, I just wouldn't go because like of obviously like Chicago force and just the way that they um, like supported me. And like, it was a family that we built, like that was built there. They're like, they accepted like me into and stuff. Like, and it's just more, yeah, I just, I don't think I'd want to sort of, go anywhere else appreciate that definitely appreciate that and um yeah I was gonna say the same thing ducky like if I went over I could I think I could play for any other team than Seattle so I think we're all on the same page I think we'd probably all be on the same page there they do so much for you um as an athlete and I don't think I, I, any of us really would want to go anywhere else so yeah, I, I think it's the way they sort of once you're part of that team, you're really part of a family like they, they're very passionate about it. So it just would feel like you're cheating on your family there if you uh, were to go anywhere else. And I've had the same question, like I even tossed and thought about going to the Renegades, Boston Renegades um, there for a little while. But um, but, you know, if I was to go back, I would love Chicago to, to, to do the Chicago thing. Yeah. There's that loyalty there that happens, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And Duck, talk to us about your Outback experience. So obviously you've been selected, um, for the upcoming campaign as well. Uh, how's this campaign going to be different for you this time? Like knowing that you are going to be one of the most veteran players out there on the field, does that, does that change the way that you're going to view this campaign a little bit? Um, I don't think it'll change the way that I view it. I think it'll just be maybe helping or not helping, but just sort of being that voice of like, you know, if someone's, you know, freaked out about something, just like being that calm manner and just being like, you know, this is how we work towards a goal. Like this is how we progress and like, you know, sort of being that more supportive role, like having had experience in that like our last outback. Um, and yeah, just sort of being more of like a like that calming presence, like for everyone. Um, I wanted to talk about the plans for the ACT this coming season, and obviously we've had a few of you guys on the on the show already, and I'm really hoping that you guys can get a get a team up this year. Danny and Duck, I guess both of you is Canberra just so small that there's just not enough girls there to have a team, or is there just is there something else that's held you guys up from being in active season for like season to season? Look, I think that's a real tricky one to answer because it's just a multiple thing, like multiple, you know, of, of answers to that. Um, you know, we've got player shortage because we have the seasons kind of crossing over with rugby and no one really wants to come play that and they want to stick to rugby and league and even AFL. Um, You know, we've had people say that previously they didn't want to play, you know, the minimal games that they were going to be getting, just the uncertainty of if we were even going to be able to have a season. Um, 
So I think all those big things are a massive impact into keeping those kinds of players. Um, and like I said last week, like, you know, we've got to, we've got to keep a bunch of players, but it's just retaining and keeping all the other ones that are coming along. So look, we're hoping to, but I don't know, fingers crossed, hey. Yeah, Duck, as someone who's a fellow board member, I can appreciate, uh, you know, all the things that you're thinking about for the ACTG season this this year. So <clears throat> talk just a little bit about what you guys have already started talking about. Like when should girls start getting in touch with you to try and, you know, get something happening? Like how can we help ACT get off the ground again? Uh, people should be getting in touch yesterday um, to start playing. Yeah. Um, I think like just to sort of follow on with what Danny was saying is like, I don't know, you see it in your juniors and you see it in your seniors. Like all of a sudden they're like, you know, your clubs will have both women's seniors and juniors, you know, it'll be good, like a sort of steady, steady road for a few seasons. And all of a sudden like that drops. And I think that's just like a natural process that, um, we sort of see in Australia, like, you know, it's it's a very up and down, um, like, with participation from players and stuff. Um, and I think, like, to in order to sort of maintain, um, like, the women's football, like, and even seniors and juniors, is to try and, like, sort of keep, like, increase that recruitment drive and trying to sort of, like, keep it at a peak constantly, like a sort of steady peak as opposed to just, like, reaching the top of, like, a mountain and then all of a sudden you know, you're rolling back down the mountain. Like it's just a matter of trying to sort of keep it on like a flatter sort of plane to like continue um, with football and stuff like as a, yeah. Yeah, Ducky, it's interesting you say that. Um, you're you're a rare one that has come through juniors through to seniors. Um, and that's something I'm not sure if it's happening in other states, but I've noticed uh, just observing particularly men's who have Colts and then seniors, um, the the um, jump from Colts to seniors is quite big and we do lose a lot of young Colts to it. I think it's um, from going from, from playing as young men to against bigger, badder adults, I suppose. We do get a lot of drop-off just for, you know, um, feeling that they can't compete. And we've um, seen a couple of young girls come from juniors through, but it's certainly we certainly still have that um, drop-off rate as well. So I'm wondering, you know, um, it's probably something for another topic, but that transition from a junior or a cult to a more senior um, and and. I guess, giving them what they need or feel they need to feel confident to come to those games. I know that we've, um, we've had girls come, uh, women come along who are still 16 and, you know, getting and, and competing and doing quite well and really enjoying it. But it is a bit of a, a fear thing to come over sometimes. And I know that the Colts experience that as well. I'm not sure if anybody else has experienced that, but I think that's a common little, little area that we probably need to catch some people falling in the cracks there. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That's a thing. I mean, if you can align the two pathways and give the younger ones as much experience without feeling overwhelmed as possible, I think that's the key to maintaining that flow from a a junior through to a senior level. Um, And you're exactly right. Like, you know, we get 15, 16 year olds coming to training and all of a sudden they're going up against 40 year old women like that can that can not only seem a little bit off putting to the girl, but also to the parents being like, how is this even possible you know like it's just opens I get it but it's full contact sport and you know you have to consider that at some point 
Doc, I wanted to know um, what's left for you. You're still so young and with plenty of uh, plenty of body left. Where do you see yourself taking your playing career now? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, I suppose, uh, well, obviously, like with Outback, um, trying to make that for a second time would be amazing. Um, and I think like for me, it just, it's just going to be more about helping the women's, like women's football grow, like, especially in the ACT, um, and just trying to sort of make it something that is constant. Um, and it's not just sort of like a one or two seasons here or there. Um, and then possibly paying the men's season again. Uh, but we'll see how that sort of goes and how the women's football in ACT pans out, I think. I just have to, I have to ask about your experience with playing with the men. Like how, how do you do it? I mean, obviously we've just discussed that you're six foot two um, and size is fine, but like, is it not really difficult, especially on the line? Look, it is, it's not easy um, and it is challenging but I, I do enjoy that. Like, I enjoy a challenge um, and it makes me better in the long run. Like it just makes me a better player to like to be playing in the, in the men's comp. Um, yeah. It's a little bit like intimidating in the sense that like they are member, then at the same time, I'm just like, actually it's really not intimidating because like I'm okay. Like, and I have been okay for the last two years. Yeah. It's like I was saying, it's a bit intimidating going from a junior to a senior. It's another thing going from women's to men's. <laughs> it's awesome, Doc. Are you going to, do you think you'd consider coaching, Doc? Uh, I think I'd give, I'd give it a go. Um, as I said, like anything to sort of help and promote the growth. I think like if coaching's where it's, you know, where we need need that, I'll, I'd definitely give that a go. Yeah. Remember, say not long ago that we should just both coach the men's team one year and just make it a female coaching staff that would that would be great wouldn't it maybe one day yes I did say that that's something we could definitely I think we could accomplish that <laughs> and then we get Ducky back on here to talk about what it's like coaching her brother and her dad <laughs> I love it I love it throwback episode the two years from now just pencil it in the diary all right that's all we have for our all ball with ducky mate it's been a pleasure og to og i can say that i am so glad that you are still playing and continuing to cause havoc for defenses um i'm so happy that you're so willing to put the time and effort into growing the women's competition um you're in good company because that's all all we're about as well. Uh, can't wait to see you at the upcoming Outback Camp, but let's jump straight into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yes, we are back with our All-Australian nominees and this week we are jumping over to the other side of the ball and talking defensive line. 
So in case we need a recap, we are nominating our all Australian players if there were to be, if there was to be such an honour. Your nominees can be from any era. And tonight, having I have to take it all the way back and give Kanisha CJ Sims some love. Outback MVP in 2017, multiple state champion, former teammate. And I just, you just, no one can deny that she was terrifying uh, if you happen to get anywhere near her on the field. Uh, so CJ gets my vote tonight. Danny, who have you got? I have got Miss Jasmine Collins from New South Wales. So I remember coming up against her best records when I was playing for the Phoenix when I broke my wrist. And did that girl cause some havoc? I was constantly having to rush out of the pocket, escape, just whack. She's whacking me all the time, realistically. Um, she, she's killer. She's so good, super quick, super strong, and so physical. So she's definitely uh, my pick. Yeah, Ducky, you've uh, you've come up against Jasmine a couple of times. I'm pretty sure you can you can attest as what Danny's saying there but uh who have you got I know you've got someone who's a little bit new on the scene yeah so uh mine is Brooke Mugridge um so she's doing the uh, New South Wales Coyotes um so I've had pleasure of training against her a few times um she's just like just such a go-getter like she just continuously tries she's very coachable um and she just like she doesn't give up like she just, yeah, just keeps going. Yeah, yeah I like it. So Brooke plays for Northern Sydney Rebels uh, up in New South Wales. She's, uh, I actually think that she might, this might be only her second or third year playing. Uh, so yeah, she's definitely a good pick. Christy, who have you got? Well, as a running back, I get to uh, meet many a defensive lineman up close and brutally, um, and I can attest to some of those, including um, CJ with her amazing wingspan and presence and uh, Jasmine with her strength. Um, but one one person that I have played both with and against, um, and it's someone who is no fuss or power or speed, and that is Isla Cook, so uh, also known as or kindly known as cookie um she does like to eat as we say so she gets out and she uh she demolishes and um she also plays both sides of ball i don't mind her being my uh, lead blocker either um but she's uh, absolutely awesome athlete um and a very 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 good player i have to say that our outback defensive line uh from the last campaign was top notch i mean we had mvps pretty much every single game that was our best uh, you know, position out there and watching those guys just tear it up was was so, so good. Um, plus, you know, just being led by a couple of, you know, some, some defensive ends and a couple of linebackers in there that definitely helped. Um, but Nat sent through some honourable mentions. She said to mention V and Tima from, uh, from the Western crew. They both repped Victorian Eagles back in 2018 campaign. She said that they're quick off the line and constantly in the backfield. So those two were her top two picks. And we actually got a, uh, uh, someone DM'd us uh, and said, you guys should definitely look at uh, one of the Vipers uh, D-line girls, Anastasia Falaki. She's an absolute beast. She's so strong and physical and also kills it on the O-line too. So there's plenty of nominations coming up. We are loving the comments and the tags for people to keep our eyes on certain players. So this really helps get the name of all these girls that are, uh, Potentially we haven't met yet, uh, but we are keen to out in the uh, football atmosphere. 
And that's pretty much all we have for tonight, you guys. Uh, this was a big one. So much happening in football land right now. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Ducky. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. And to all our listeners and my panel, thank you guys for supporting the show. This year is about to go off with what we've got planned for the upcoming months. So much football action happening this year. So make sure you follow us on social. We are on all platforms. Download, subscribe. And if you really, really like us, hit us with a five on the Spotify reviews. And until next week, we will catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.